everyone, welcome to the Agri Adventures podcast. Uh, my name is Simone Berliat and I'm the uh, business developer at Agri Adventures e-marketplace for agritourism and food events. Uh, Agri Adventures designed to uh, speak about agriculture and um, food productions and apply them to tourism and hospitality on the South Australian market, hopefully in the future in uh, overseas too. I believe that you understood that I'm not English or I'm not Australian, I am Italian, so apologize if my English is not perfect, is not super smooth. Uh, the Aggie Adventures podcast is a twin of the radio program that I have on Aggie Adventures on uh, Radio Italia Una Delaide, which is a local Italian radio, which I'm trying to translate in English because I think there are topics interesting also for the local market. So, you will find more of these episodes about uh, other businesses uh, involved in food production that I done before, but this is the first one specifically designed this design to the English-speaking market. Uh, so, in the today episode, we will speak about gin, uh, the method of production, the different uh, different varieties of gin that you can find on the market, its history, and then the, we will speak about some of its historic way how we used, in this case, uh, different cocktails. And then we'll have an interesting uh, topic about tonic water, and uh, its use in the past to cure malaria. So to start with, let's define what gin is. Gin is a distillate, and then the base of the distillate can be quite different. Uh, it can be based on potatoes, it can be based on different kind of grains, and uh, nowadays it's also based on wine or other uh, sugary and uh, juices because reality is that gin can be made with almost every single kind of juice because what is really need it's a, a fermentation process so we need to ferment the sugars inside in the liquid and when we have the when we have the fermented liquid which it has alcohol inside <coughs> then we process the distillation process through this alcohol, there are different ways of do the distillation process. Uh, the average used it's uh, by column, and there is also this a pot still um, distiller. So by column is uh, quite simple. You have the mine container where the fermented liquid is at the bottom of it. The um, container get hit and the warm up, warming up. You start to produce steam, and because alcohol has a different temperature of evaporation, you have alcohol leaving the water container before then the other water comes out. So uh, on the uh, column there are specific areas by height uh, where the um, distillate condensate, condensation at that specific height get uh, catched from pipes and then uh, being separated from the whole liquid and that that is the way how to distill by column then uh, it's a pot still distillation system in that case you warm up the whole container you have uh, the, um, the boiling and the steaming and then you have everything coming through uh, the uh, the pipe the exit pipe where you're gonna have a condensation again 
then in that case you as operator you need to cut uh, the distillate that is coming out so generally the first part of the distillate is not the kind of alcohol you want to have because there are different kind of alcohol and some of them are good others are not so the first part is the most intense and the one that we don't want and has to be cut so removed and used for other uses the middle part is the one that we wanna have is the smoothest one and then is the one that is less dangerous for us and then the final part of the distillation process on through the uh, pot steel it's uh, the, uh, the the tail of the distillation which is not uh, what we use uh, to produce a distillate. Uh, from that point we uh, proceed on adding juniper and other botanicals into distillate. We have a possible second distillation or we have a product that is going to be aged, generally not for the genes, and bottled. So, so far pretty simple. We need to have a sugary liquid we can do a fermentation, we actually need to have a fermentation process happening in this liquid in order to have a carbon dioxide and alcohol produced. Alcohol gets distillated so gets separated naturally and concentrated to a higher level and then that alcohol it's mixed with uh, herbs and plants in order to extract their good flavors and their medicament. Now let's move on and start to speak about the history of this product. First genes, they were uh, made in Italy in the Salerno uh, Medical School and then it was where the monks over there uh, they were collecting different kind of herbs and plants and they were using alcohol to extract the beneficial effects uh, from these plants in order to cure disease. Uh, so they were specialized uh, uh, on uh, juniper and they were using juniper and distillate in order to have the good properties from juniper be able to preserve for a long time and serve to the sick people. Then the Dutch people came in in the game, they uh, designed or redesigned which was the first gene and then they made it a better version in Holland under the name Yennever. The Yennever became so popular that it was exported in the UK too where the people found it really nice and interesting especially because the composition of the distillate it was easy to make it back in UK where some limitations in weather and in the natural environment were not allowing them to have and produce other interesting products like for instance wine and um, so there was the alcohol, the use of a gene back in UK became so popular that there was a point in which even the, um, the king decided to try to stop the use of it or at least limit it. They created the gene acts which were designed to limit the, num the amount of gene available to consumption for the population. That was a problem because actually back in the days gene was used to uh, pay, partially pay uh, the labor force. So workers, they were having money and gene as form of payment. That was actually really easy then to go home and then drink. And that was alcoholism became a popular and common thing. 
That was also happened because uh, in that specific time we were speaking about this uh, 1690, uh, there was a little not happy time between British and French people, and uh, they, uh, William actually the third stopped uh, the trade between uh, France and uh, UK at not exporting anymore, not allowing to, to import anymore cognac. So cognac made in France was not possible to have anymore, then people decided to drink more gin. And then in some way uh, that use of this kind of products back in the days was acceptable mildly because uh, the, the health um, the, the sanitation of the environment in which people was living in it was really bad and often having alcohol drinks or alcohol around in the houses was a good way to stop disease and protect the people from uh, bad um, problems. That was one of the motives that brought or made uh, the uh, British army bring uh, gin in India when they moved over there trying to conquering uh, the area and that is when uh, and that time is when they come out with the good use of gin and tonic water so for everybody who is, li is listening the podcast we're gonna stop now from the history side of the gin and we're gonna move into the use of the gin in cocktails before that I would like to introduce you the gin tonic but from a different aspect, from a different point of view. So list and uh, let me know after what you think. Why? What I'm speaking about? Well, uh, tonic water, it was, it was designed uh, for one specific motive, which was as sort of medicament uh, against uh, sickness too. So it was specifically used to protect um, army people from malaria which was pretty common uh, sickness uh, back in the days. Malaria is a parasite, it's still on the planet, uh, not anymore on Australia or uh, on in Europe, uh, but we had it like probably till the 1800 that we had mal malaria in, uh, in Italy and um, the, the problem was huge and the way to protect yourself it was to drink this water that was aromatized from quinine. Quinine is a, a product result to the elaboration of the bark of a native plant from South America which I don't remember the name, apologize. And this uh, quinine it had a specific function to help stop this parasite to proliferate in our body and that was really good thing actually uh, quinine helped to save uh, million of people life so what's happened that uh, the only problem was the quinine and water quinine it's really really bitter and uh, it was really difficult and unpleasant to drink so british army there was uh, blending water quinine and sugar and they figured out that they could even add gin to that because they were all uh, working well together. Gin was providing the amount of alcohol. Also, you had juniper that was considered to be healthy, curing for uh, stomach bug, for interesting problems and other problems. And quinine was also helping to protect against malaria, which is a perfect cocktail to think and be healthy. 
so back in the days uh, a gin tonic was a way to get cure it was a medicine it was not something they were doing for leisure now let's speak about other cocktails what are the other cocktails that they used to uh, to have that they are based on gin like to me the classic is the gin fix which is uh, is a gin based cocktail with lemon and uh, sugar can and then it's probably one of the first uh, sour cocktails that I have made in my life really simple to do ice gin it's probably uh, 45 um, milliliters so one shot and a half mildly and then you have uh, eight um, milliliters of uh, um, lemon one of sugar and then uh, we shake everything now it's not milliliters sorry it's centiliters so it's 4.5 centiliters it's uh, one uh, centiliters of sugar and eight centiliters of uh, um, of uh, lemon juice you shake everything you pour in a glass and then you add soda on the top easy to drink then another one that I'm used to is the Negroni. Negroni was invented from uh, the, the Count Negroni. It was in uh, Tuscany, it was in Florence, and he was passionate about Americano cocktail that is a base of bitter Campari and uh, red vermouth. It's 30 ml of bitter Campari, 30 ml of vermouth, and then salts, uh, which is a soda water. And, uh, when he was drinking this cocktail he thought oh i would like have something different i would like to have some gin in it so instead of having uh, a salts or soda water he had a gin so it was 30 ml of gin 30 ml of uh, bitter campari and 30 ml of uh, vermouth red and it was stirred in the tumbler in a low tumbler and uh, it was a success. Negroni became one of the most famous uh, cocktail, pre-dinner cocktails in Italy. Then we have the uh, Martini cocktail. Martini cocktail is another one. It has a little bit of um, confusion in my opinion, but it's really simple. You have a drop of uh, uh, vermouth dry and then you have uh, gin, you stir and then you pour in a, a cocktail martini glass uh, with uh, um, olive generally it could be a zest of lemon when you're gonna use a vermouth dry and then there are other options there is Hemingway version in which you remove uh, the uh, vermouth after the stirring process and then you add more gin or there is also the, uh, uh, the James Bond version which uses a French aromatized wine that I think is Le Lille or something like that and uh, it's shaked but I don't remember the recipe I don't think I never made it in the past so there are a few drinks based on gin that are interesting to try and to explore but I think that gin and tonic it's one that has the best in terms of history and in terms of used every day so uh, if you enjoy this podcast you can leave a comment on the Agri Adventures Facebook page 
you can reach us out on the AgriAdventures page, which is www.agriadventures.com.eu for Australia. You know, AgriAdventures is a marketplace for agritourism and food events, and you will have a chance if you visit the website to find that we have in uh, Adelaide we have one uh, gene bar Hands and Co which is really lovely place and they provide through the platform a gene testing experience where you have four half shots of four different genes locally produced in South Australia available to taste and uh, for this week's it's a discounted price of $30 per portion you will find offer serve you will find it with the booking system available and then just simply process through the website so I hope you enjoyed the podcast if you have any comment please leave them wherever is possible to leave them and do not miss the next one have a good day from Simone mm-hmm.